Hello, yes, and welcome back to another edition of the Rams Writer Podcast, the, the podcast from the fan for the fans. I'm Simon, aka the Rams Writer. So today's podcast then, it's just a little, uh, it's a little one, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, there was a video on dcfc.co.uk about Philip Koku and his, his sort of plans, I guess, and his vision for the club. Uh, I know many of you have watched it. You know, if you haven't watched it, you, you, you owe it to yourself really to to go and watch it. And basically, he, he talks about, like I just said, his visions and you know, his, the way he sees the club going forward and what his plans are for the club. And I know some of us have been frustrated, I suppose, this season with with how it's gone. But what I'm going to try and do in this in this episode is sort of break it down and, 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 and try and put it in, you know, just come across, I suppose, in what he's trying to do and, and give my opinion of it, I suppose, is the only way I can, uh, as I like to do. So what I'll do then, I'm just going to play a clip from the interview with Owen Bradley, um, uh, just, just so you get a bit of an idea and then, and then I'll discuss the points afterwards. So here's the first clip. Yeah, the, the the main thing uh, what we try to build is a is a Derby County model, uh, so that let's say a young player will arrive next season under nine, they go through all the age groups, makes his steps, so for him he knows every aspect of football uh, and every core value of Derby County Football Club when he comes and arrives in the first team. If you make the right steps, so you reduce the jumps to the next age group and especially the last jump to the first team. I think uh, um, a lot more end product of the academy uh, can end up playing in, in the first team. And, and that's the main, the main goal and target of, uh, of the club. So there you have it then. So. That was just obviously the brief sort of. Owen Bradley asked the asked the question, what his outline was, what his vision was. Sorry. So essentially, then, what he wants to happen is every single team, whether that be the first team, twenty threes, eighteens, all the way through the academy, are playing a similar style of football. But not only that, like he said there, they're also adapting Derby County's core values. So this is. A massive overhaul of the whole club, not just the first team, but of the whole club, right down to the youngsters. You know, we're it's about freshening everything up. I don't know, but obviously, I can only assume. Um, I guess that previous managers have just basically focused on the first team. We have seen that. You know, we've seen players from the academy. You know, bib and bob out of the team. Um, I suppose since Nigel Clough left, there's been no one really apart from Jaden Bogle that's come through and, and, and kept a, a spot down. You know, it's, it's all very well, you know, bringing in all these managers and, and things like that. And I think this is where Mel Morris has gone wrong. And I think that's where he recognises he's gone wrong. Is he's, he, he obviously came in with a load of money, or, you know, I think he's invested, like, say, over 100 million into the club. And he's come in, he spent it, on on average players, I guess, or you know, just just average championship players, I guess. You know, a couple of decent players, you know, that have gone to play Premier League. Um, 
football, the likes of Vidra and Ince. Um, and then obviously we've had Hughes and Hendrick, who came through the academies and Denardio Clough. And again, they've been sold on. But every other manager that's sort of come in, you look at McLaren, didn't really pull anyone through from the academy. You look at Clement, certainly didn't bring anyone through from the academy. Um, and the list goes on. Pearson, Rowett, even Lampard. Lampard brought Bogle through, but that was it. You know, no one else really had a sniff. You know, so we've seen a lot of our academy players sort of think, you know, get talked up. You know, look at the likes of Charles Vernon, for, for one. He got talked up, talked up, and then he got sold to Grimsby, I believe it was. And I think now he's playing non-league somewhere. You know, had he perhaps stayed at Derby, <clears throat> he could have progressed his career better. And this is what would I think this is what he's trying to, you know, Cocker's trying to bring to the Derby County, you know. I did say this before, I, you know, I've said it when he first came in, that he is one for pulling youth players through and bringing them through. And, you know, I will go on to touch on this a bit later, but I did say, you know, if he doesn't get us promoted this season, you know, what I think he will do, he's get us in a position where we're ready to be promoted next season, or if not the season after, you know. So that's that's his main vision. It's 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 bringing everyone from the under nines all the way up to the first team, the same core values, you know, and you know, sort of playing the same type of football. So next, he's just going to go into when he started uh, at the club, basically, uh, what he did. And that goes, obviously, with regarding the academy players. So let's take a listen. Um, after a few weeks here uh, at, at Morphon, we, we put down all the coaches from under 15 to under 23, plus the staff, technical staff of the of the first team and, and we discussed all players from under 15 to under 23 just to get an idea the potential the strength the weaknesses so what we could work on uh, what we had to improve what was the key asset to a team um, i think this was a important kickoff uh, to make the next step okay how are we playing the first team how are we training uh, what kind of physical loads do we give the players? Uh, what do we expect on the mental aspect of, of players? So, and, and so we make a plan, like first team, what's required? So what's the standard? And which position uh, in, the, in the way we play football? And then we simplify it to all the age groups down uh, under nine. We first cut it in half to under 15 and uh, the first team because that's the more, most easy part with, with, I call them young adults, you can yeah, copy a lot of the, the sessions and, and all the things we do with the first team. And then the second part and the goal will be simplify it to the lower age groups and, and to focus a little bit more on the technical part of football. And, they're all young and have to touch the ball as, as, as much as possible. Um, so I had uh, last week uh, a meeting with, uh, with Darren, head of academy, with Mike, who's coaching the coaches. Um, so they understand how we work, how we do the exercises, what we coach on, and why we do certain ex- exercises. Um, and 
I think in the next couple of weeks we'll have many more of these meetings so they can talk with the other coaches, uh, see training sessions of under 16, under 17 and, and help everybody get the aligning yeah, in the way we, we like it and we want to. Um, so the other example is the physical part. And the physical is, is a very wide perspective in. So that was him then just obviously discussing how busy he has been since he came here. You know, so since he's come here, he's, he's not just focused solely on the first team. He's had everybody, you know, managers from and coaches from all the age groups in meetings. You know, he's looked at every single player that plays for Derby County, whether it be under nine levels, all the way up to the first team. To see what talent, what potential that Derby County Club, that football club, has to offer. You know, this guy's committed. A lot of people have said, you know, he's boring, not got a personality, and he's, 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 he, we should get rid. You know, he's not good enough. <clears throat> this shows the amount of work he's put in, you know. You know, we have got to, you know, Mel, Mel Morris's plan, I guess, he wants to bring academy players through. You know, whether that's to play for the first team or whether it's to be sold on as a profit. And this is what Koku's doing, you know. And if, and like, like you just said, the, the plan is to have them all playing the same so from the 15s to the first team, they all have the same training sessions. And then from obviously the 15 down to the nines, they simplify, as he said. You know, so it'd be similar similar sessions, but with the same goal, if you like. This guy's working his he's working his nuts off to try and get the best for this club. You know, and at the moment I know it's tough to see, you know, what's actually happening. But I've said it once, I've said it, I'll say it again. Patience is a massive key here. We've got to be patient with this, with, with this team, to, 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 you know, this year. Yes, we might not get promoted. You know, I, I, like I said before, we won't get relegated. I can't see that happening at all. But, you know, we, we're looking to build for the future. It's something that's needed, I think, doing for a while. You know, we, you just have to look at our academy team. Our academy team's in the Premier League. The under twenty three is in, in the twenty is in the in the Premier League and the second in the league behind Chelsea. If you look at that league, it is full of Premiership quality teams. Your Chelsea's, your Arsenal's, your Man U's, your Man City's, your Liverpool's. They're all in there. The Everton, Wolves, they're all there. I might be lying at Wolves. <laughs> um, but they're all there. And Derby are in there with them. Which just goes to show how good Darren Wassell's doing and how good the academy actually is. You know, and I guess it has to take someone to do what Koku's doing, if you like, to to bring them players into the first team. You know, because like he says, he wants to make that step easy from the under-23s to the first team. So that means that if the under-23s are playing at the same way as the as the first team, you bring a player in for you know, Louis Sibley, for instance, 
He comes in, he knows exactly what he's got to do, exactly where he's got to be, and exactly what the game plan is. You know, so this is incredible stuff for me personally. I, I think it is. You know, I think it's, I think it's a, incredible what, what he's doing and the work, the amount of work he's taking on just to make us better. You know, and I know looking at the first team, it doesn't feel like we are. But again, I've just said it patience. That that that's what that's what's needed at this moment in time. So now we're going to hear him talk about um, the mental aspect of the game and what he's done extra to sort of bring that in to the club. So let's take a listen. The innovation part of football. Just to give an example, we uh, I invited a, a Belgian professor. He used to work at the, at the Milan lab. He worked at PSV, and uh, he specialized in cognitive training sessions. And he, he makes individual sessions for lower ages on, on computers. Then in small groups with a ball and big screens, indoor. And the final step is exercises on the pitch. I always translate. Uh, football exercises um, and this is something not all clubs use but I think it's very important because we train our body we train the passing technique the finishing but yeah the brain this may be the most important part and your vision you can improve um, your concentration, uh, your focus, your decision-making. It's all part of, of the cognitive. And this is something we try to implement. It will, will take time because you cannot snap your finger, it's here, but by the presentation to get everybody involved and everybody has to support it so we can make a plan from under 14 to the first team. Um, and this is, yeah, innovation. We have to compete with a lot of clubs and with the radius around Derby. And so if we, if we create a, a very good model, what's attractive for, for players who have to make a decision to choose which club they want to go, and they see a lot of possibilities in our club, <coughs> this is also something we try to achieve apart from the development throughout our club. So, again, a lot of hard work, a lot of different work, and doing something that other clubs don't do. And again, like, you know, we know as a fan base, the facilities at Moore Farm are incredible. You know, we've heard a lot of managers that have come in talk about it, a lot of players that have come in talk about it, the owner talks about it. You know, they're top-notch, they're Premier League standard. But even Koku's adding to that by bringing professors in, that are dealing with your mind. You know, like you said there, a lot of clubs don't do that. You know, it's all well, like, like you just said, like you just explained really, you know, it's all well and good doing all the tactical stuff or the strength t- stuff, you know, the physical side, but there's a mental side to football as well. You know, and for me, bringing people from, you know, professors in, if you like, they're, you know, they, they know their stuff, 
it can only be good for the club. And what I really liked about that last bit was he wants to make the club a more attractive place to come. You know, and that, I think that, you know, that is something that we all want. Because we see players, you know, when when, when we sign players, it's like, yeah, it's a great place, great club, massive club, great, great big fan base. All the usual waffle that they come out with, you know. All the players that came in last year, they might have said, well, Frank Lampard, Jay's a legend, that's who I want to work for. That 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 was the case, you know. That's why you got the likes of Jack Marriott come in because they planned a Lampard. Wow, you know, Waggon, another one. I'm not saying we couldn't have got these players anyway, but for me, I think, and, and to, to be honest, that's fine. I don't mind that. You know, if you want to come in and actually play for the manager, then that, that's, that's brilliant. So now, we're not, you know, we're not only trying to make the players want to come and play for a manager, you know, who's a, a legend in himself in his own right. But also, we want the best facilities, the best type of training. And again, that goes to either the stuff on the pitch, the stuff in the gym, and now the stuff off the pitch, which is obviously mentally. If we can pull in players that want that, want the best training they can get and the best development, you know, we, we, then surely we, have the, you know, we haven't got much money to spend, I guess. But we can attract players. You know, and I think the summer, we, we know the summer wasn't the best transfer window we've ever had. Um, and I think a lot of that was, that, that, that was down to the change of manager, you know, him not having much time to assess what the squad needed, I guess. And also, <laughs> I think, you know, the fact that we just lost Frank Lampard as well, again, that would have been tough, you know, because I, I think last season we, we potentially had any player we wanted, you know, and, this time, you know, we we heard the the press talking about Derby's got a list. The, the Telegraph talking about Derby's got a list of players, and you know they're working through that list. But uh, you know, I think some of them were nearer the bottom of the list than rather than the top. But hopefully, we can start pulling players at the top of our list in now, especially with what Koku's trying to bring. You know, I look at young players as well. You know, and that that doesn't necessarily mean young players as in academy players, but young players in either lower leagues or young players from the Premier League, I guess, or different leagues, leagues abroad, that he might attract with what we're trying to achieve in and how he can improve you as a player. Because that sounds, for me, it sounds like that's one of his aims is, in to, is in to, to improve every player at this club. You know, improve players that are currently at the moment perhaps playing under 18 level and he wants to improve them to make them better. And get him in the first team. And by doing what he's doing, you know, we don't see all this as fans, you know. So I think for this, for him to come out of this interview and, and describe what he's doing, it, it's top class. It genuinely is top class from him to, to explain what he's doing. And, you know, I'm sure he knows the frustration that some of the fans are feeling. You know, and I'm sure he he, he gets that, you know, that we want to be in the top six, we want to be pushing for promotion, especially after last season and, well, I suppose the last six or seven seasons, really. We've always been there or thereabouts. So currently at the moment, I know it's tough for everyone. And again, it goes back to time. And even even Kaku said it, it's time. It's just going to take a little bit of time and then we'll see what occurs, I guess. So now then, Owen Bradley asks Philip uh, what's, what the players' reaction has been like 
Because I guess, obviously, when you have players that have been here for a few seasons or players that have maybe came in last season and all of a sudden everything's changing, it's, it'd be interesting to see what their, their reaction is. So let's let's hear what, what he had to say about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's open. And like I said, from the day I came here, I don't want to change everything because a lot of good stuff is already here. Not only the facilities, but also the, the coaches and the talents and uh, academy teams are doing very well. So we just try to optimize the path of the young players so we can reduce the step to the first team and more players. The more players will arrive, the better it, it will be for, for the club. So we're not depending only on uh, getting five or six loans every year. So it's, it's much better if we can develop our own players, if they play for three, four seasons at our club, um, we sell them. We also create value for, for the club. And uh, so I think it's a great combination. Uh, I built uh, something uh, like this together with a lot of other people, of course, in, in PSV. So I just give my experience what 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 I uh, I did and um, what we did with with the staff at at PSV here, and we combine it with everything what's already here. And that's why I always talk about a model, what's a Derby County model. It's not my model. It has to be really something of the whole club, the philosophy of the club, with the core values of the club. And football culture is different. Uh, competition is different. Uh, so we have to find a balance, and that's why we need everybody. Uh, it's not only myself. I implement everything one-on-one. -on -one. I, I want to have opinions. I want to get everybody involved uh, to share and, and to get the best out of, of all the players. And because I think always, I give the example to my team, always the team is more important, more important than the individual. And the next step is the club is always more important than the individual. So I'm not important. For me, the club is important. Wow. <laughs> what an answer that is. Um, so obviously the players are seem to buy into it. But what I liked about there as well is what he said was about, I don't want to be bringing in five or six players every year. Because then obviously that five or six players could potentially be half your, half your, well, a quarter of your squad, let's say, or a third of your squad. So he has to then, they have to then learn the values of Derby County, but learn the way they're playing, you know, learn the tactics and, and, and learn what it means to play for Derby County. So he wants to bring the youth through. The youth that already know the values of Derby County. The youth that already know how Derby are going to play. The youth that already know that how we're going to train, how we're going to set up, you know. But all he cares about is this club, you know. Like he just said there, he doesn't want to change everything. He wants to improve on what we've already got. Like like he just, just like I've just said, we, you know, we've got fantastic facilities. We know that, you know, we've got some good players there. We already know this. So it's just getting the best out of everything, and like you know, like I just said, making it a model for Derby County. 
not the him, not his model. You know, I thought it was very, very touching what he said about no player is bigger than the club and no one is bigger than the club. That includes him. He's not important. What's important is the club. You don't see many, you know, you don't hear many managers saying that, that the club is more important than the manager, you know. And for me, he, I, I think, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe of him at the moment, just listening to this. I think, you know, I, I gave him a lot of credit before he came in on one of my, you know, one of my, one of my podcasts back in June, July time. I gave him a heck of a lot of credit. And that was just, you know, I'm not, like I said, I've watched a bit of Dutch football. You know, I watched a bit of a bit of PSV. You know, it was always either PSV or Ajax that I used to watch. But seeing it at Derby County, it's totally different. And I, I, I like I've, I've said it on my podcast. I've said it on Radio Derby. I've, I think I've even said it on Love Sport Radio. I'm all for a mediocre season, if you like, if we can see progression next season. And from the sound of it, that's what we're more than likely going going to get. So here, we're going to hear him now just talk about the link between the academies and the first team and and, and how how that link sort of, you know, how, I guess how it sort of, evolves you know and and what happens and and how important like the coaches are and 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 the players so let's have a listen then i think by showing um your passion and your interest and the belief in the talent what's here i think now six six or seven if you include uh, the young goalkeeper henrik are training a whole season with the first team uh, I think this is an important step for the belief by all staff, all coaches, everybody involved in the academy, but also with the, with the players. You have to believe you can come throughout the academy and reach your goal of playing in the first team of local county. And this is something we, we try to, yeah, to show to everybody. And I can do it myself. So uh, my staff has to share these thoughts because Twan is very important in the link-up with the under-23s and the under-18s. So talks a lot bit with the coach uh, about the games. If, if it's possible, we're going to watch the games. Always one uh, member of staff of the first team is present, if possible, in these games. So you show you're, you're really involved. It has to come from both sides and the belief you can do it, we can improve. Uh, the number of players uh, who will reach the first team. That's maybe as important as all the ideas and all the, maybe the innovations you put in. If you combine it, I think you have the ideal program, Uh, but you have to share it throughout all academy. So there we go. Then that's answered a a question a lot of people have asked, (coughs) which is, do the first team coaches watch the academies yes they do um as he said there uh, twan sheepers sweepers is i can't help but do that when i say his name sorry uh, <laughs> um go he, he's he's the link man i guess between the under 23s 18s and and and, and Koku himself but like you just said there's always when possible a member of the first team staff watching the academies 
you know which again it, it just goes to show that you know you have to give these the academy players that sort of motivation if you like if you want to call it to say yeah okay I can get to the first team and like you just said there there's six or seven players training regularly with the first team you know so again that's a positive that means if and when they're called upon they can fit in easily I guess and you know this is what he's saying. For me, he, he he sounds passionate about how, you know, he wants these young players to get into the first team. You know that that success to him, you know, success to him. You know, not only if obviously, you know, of course he wants us to get promoted and everything and get into the Premier League, but it's also about building this club. You know, building the players, the young kids. You know, because let, 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 let's face it. Young kids, you know, the the, the youngsters are, are, are the footballers of the future, if you like. You know, they, they're they the ones that are going to, I guess, you know, carry Derby County in years to come. So, you know, if, at the moment, if, if a nine-year-old comes in in nine, ten years' time, he could potentially be playing for the first team and say, yeah, I've been here since I was nine years old. Philip Koku trained me and his staff. And now I'm reaping my rewards. I'm a professional footballer now with Derby County. As a as a kid, you know, I remember when I played football. You know, I didn't I didn't play for Derby. I played for Derby boys, but you know, there were some lads there that that went on to Derby Academy. And they played for Derby Academy, and I've seen them a few years later, and they're playing for you know the local Sunday League team. Oh, what happened? Oh, there was no interest. You know, they weren't bothered. Unless you had something really, really special, they weren't interested in you. Perhaps now, they're going to get that interest because they're going to be getting coached from, well, essentially the first team coach. It's going to be his ideas. So that pathway, as he was just talking about, is a lot smaller. And that's what you want. And as an academy player at the moment, if you're coming into Derby County, you're going to be like, this is, in, this is brilliant. I've got a chance here. If I listen, do what I'm told and shine, I could be playing first-team football. So the the future for me at this club, it, it could be, if we stick by Koku, it could be immense. So now then, this is where obviously this caused a bit of uproar of a, in, in playing young players, fringe players against Forest. Um, so basically, Owen's just asked him, obviously, about this, about is this where you're, you know, playing the, the cup games and, and bringing them in, you know, and especially for the Forest game where obviously a lot of people obviously would have wanted to win that game. You know, he, he basically asks, is this where it benefits them long term? And you've got to look long term and, and not just the 90 minutes. So let's hear what he has to say. Definite. And of course, we we had hoped could beat Forest because one more game for them would be even better but also to experience a big game with the uh, sold out stadium more pressure than the first game because yeah, it was lower league uh, eyes on you, on, on your performance and this is something you will experience every week and you can postpone it every time but someday you have to make a step to let them play, to, to the best experience is to learn from your minutes in the first team. And 
that's why I, I always say I believe in, in three years development in, in the first team for young players. So the first year you, you're invited to train. If you do well, you stay here and train one year with the, all the senior players. And maybe if you're lucky, you can play a cup game or maybe you come on one or two games if you do well. The second year, you have to be ready to play maybe 15, if you do well, 20 or more games. And the third year, you have to be ready to play a whole season. And that's, I think, the step you need, the resistance, the loads you get on training sessions. It's, it's, it's harder than under 20, under 18, that's normal. But if you're talented and gifted, you will adapt. Your body gets used to the training sessions and the loads you get and playing not every week, but every three, four days a game. And then it's up to you if you develop in the way we think you will do. And if you do it, you will see now in two, two years, the players who train now, I think three or four will be a first 11 starter of our first team. So there we have it. There's the answer. It is about getting these young players minutes in an environment that they're going to have to play in week in, week out. I know it was tough for us to take the 3-0 loss, but what it did do is give those players like Buchanan, like Sibley, Knight, Whitaker. it gave them, I guess, the platform to say, right, this is what it's going to be like. Like you said, what a... You couldn't have asked for a tougher test, really. Nottingham Forest, away from home. Full stadium. You couldn't have asked for a bigger test. You're going to get bigger tests as a footballer in your career. And I like how he says he's got... There's a a three-year development plan. You know, these players... You know, he's saying there's six or seven players training with the first team. Um, You know, I guess they're the likes of... Like I just said, Whitaker, Sibley, uh, Knight, Buchanan, I think Bird is possibly there as well. Uh, maybe um, Mitchell Lawson and Ravas. That's, that's your seven players. So looking at them, obviously we've seen a bit of Whitaker, we've seen a bit of Knight, we've seen a little bit of Sibley in the cup. Bird as well. Um, I think Mitchell Lawson's been on the bench. But I think these are the players he's he's seen talent in. He's seen something in them. So next, you know, so hopefully they can get a few more appearances this season. Obviously, he's going to look into the FA Cup. Again, he said perhaps they could get a few league games coming off the bench. It's it's about not not I suppose it's about not burning them out straight away. Then next season, this is what I mean about I said about mediocrity. Next season, if I'm seeing three or four players from the youth team, stepping up to the first team and doing a job. You know, because that's what he's saying. They could be there. I'm happy. That's progression. You know, so, and then if we don't go up the season after, all of a sudden these players are starting and we're building a team around these these young guys because they're good enough, because they can take us into the Premier League. 
You know, we don't see these players every day. You know, um, we don't see them in training for one. <clears throat> we see them. I guess if you watch the under twenty three games on on Rams TV, you know, or you go down to wherever Loughborough. Um, if you watch them, then then you can see them. You know, I mean, I I, I watch a lot of under twenty three games on on the TV. I mean, I, I to be honest, I I when I'm watching them against pre season against Girona, there's a few there that impressed me a lot. You know, and it did. You know, it did feel like an under twenty three game, but you could spot the talent. And to not, you know, to lose 2 0 to get, you know, they lost 2 0, but, you know, that's the Spanish Premier League or League One side, whatever they are. It's not that bad. And being it pre season as well. So, this is what this season is about. It's about when we say looking at this squad and things like that, we've got to take the, the, the short term vision goggles off. They've got to go now, you know. If we, you know, the, his, his main goal is, he said it in this interview as well, obviously, is promotion. But his, his his secondary goal, if you like, is is bringing these youth players through. That's what he did at PSV. You know, PSV he didn't win it. He didn't win his title in his first year because he was bringing youth players through. You know, it took time. But then he went on a run, and I think he finished fourth or something like that. The season after, he won the title. So this this is this is what I'm saying about is we've got to be patient. You know, and there's a lot of you out there that think, well, yeah, it's not gonna, we're not going to go this season. We're going to be in League One. No, we're not going to be in League One. We're not that bad. But, again, it, it's just going to be a case of, you know, seeing this season out, you know, and hoping for the best. You know, because I, I know we're, we're down mid-table-ish, but we're not that far off the playoffs. You know, so there is a vision, there is a model, and there is an end goal. We've just got to wait for it, I guess. So this clip then is a bit, it's, I feel it's quite important. I wasn't going to play this, but I think I'm going to actually because it it, it touches on obviously the off-field events of what's happened. So basically he's he just been going on about, he doesn't touch on the off-field events specifically, but he just talks about how he wants his players to act. And it goes, he's basically just been saying how, you know, he, he'll sometimes potentially bring a player into the first team to see how he gets on and then pull him out again and see how he acts when he goes back in the under-23s, you know, and then potentially bring him back into the first team, just see how he acts. But he just mentions about behaviour here, so I'm just going to play this bit. After a few months, just to observe how he behaves, because behaviour, uh, and to act like a professional, is also very important in our values. So I want a player from the first team if they play like the last game they played for under-23s against uh, Leeds, a lot of players, they performed well. So this is very important. You, you're not coming to the under-23s with a bad attitude, like I'm too big for this game because I train with the first team. I want you to give a good example to the players you play with. And... So sometimes you want to see a reaction of a young boy who trained a few months and what his behavior will be when he steps down again to a lower age group. And that's why the, the contact we have with, with the coaches of the, of, the, of the teams is so important. We have to share and, and now they know after the game if something comes up or they have to change them because of a bad attitude, it's, it's possible. And if they do well, no, they will come back to uh, to the first team. This is like a learning process. Sometimes you help 
you put your arm around and give them confidence. If, if uh, the, an example in this way was was Max Bird, the start of the season, it was it was tough, uh, and we know the reasons why. But he struggled, so we helped him, supported, and well, if the last. I don't know, month and a half. If I see him play, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy him seeing training. It's unbelievable level he shows, confidence, and, and that's also something I tell him. So it's not only criticism you want to prove, but if you do well, you have to hear it also uh, from the staff. So yeah, just that was just on behaviour, and that that just highlights. You know where I get uh, so mate. Obviously, Mason Bennett's been dropped back down to under twenty threes. But every game I've seen him playing under twenty threes, he's played well. But not just him, not just that. Um, the likes of Jason Knight, the likes of Max Bird. He mentioned there. He came. He was renting around the first team. You know, he trained with them. He's got on the bench a couple of times but then he's gone back to the 23s and obviously like I say he struggled but it's all about attitude you know he doesn't want players sulking because they've been you know been in the first team or training with the first team he doesn't want them being big headed yeah I train with the first team I'm better than you no he wants them to have a professional attitude at all times and that's key that is absolutely key for a footballer you know we see it so many times you, you know you look at the likes of Wayne Rooney Everyone says, oh, he's got a really professional attitude. That's what you want from every single player. You know, if, if they get dropped down to the, the bench or they get dropped down to the 23s, not to sulk, not to mope about, but to be professional and give everything and want to be back in that first team and play like they want to be back in that first team. You know, I, I look at the likes of Graham Shinney, who obviously came in as a free transfer under Lampard, you know, he he came into a totally different environment. You know, he's been playing in Scotland for one. The manager that signed him has now left, and I think you know he 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 got on. You know, he he was sort of like, I I'm not sure if I want to be here now because I'm not playing. You know, but obviously he had words with discussions with with Koku and the rest of the coaching staff, and he's done everything he can to be in around that first team and now he's starting every week and he's given everything every week. And that's the sort of player that 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 Koku wants. So I think that I think that's quite important that, you know, he wants that attitude of, you know, uh, I will always do my best essentially. You know, I won't act act the fool. You know, I won't act the big head. I won't give it a big head. I'll play a professional game whether it's in the under twenty threes or the first team. So I think that's a really big key point that he's he's highlighted there. I like this last question from Owen Bradley. I'll I'll play the whole question, um, but this is about his his passion. You know, people say he lacks it. If you watch this interview, you can see his face. He doesn't lack passion. He loves this. Absolutely loves doing what he does. But let let's just hear the question and the response. Your passion for this is is really comes through. You're you're really enjoying this, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I believe in, in the development of, of the young players and uh, I know also it, oh, it it goes with 
uh, it's not one straight line up, but if you see the potential, uh, the challenge is to get the potential out of the players because it's they're all different. Personalities, characters, qualities, uh, they all have to learn different th things and, and yeah, I just try to give back all your experience you I had in my career as a, as a player and as a manager and to share it with the players and if they're open for it the whole staff is available I'm available and and in the end it's up to them uh, if, if they will play they did it we're just helping but that's that's yeah that's the, the part of the job um, yeah I, I, I really love but not the only part because the game of football is yeah it's the best to play it. If not, then second best is, is being the manager. See, he has got passion. He loves football. <clears throat> Just because he's not jumping around and everything on the bench doesn't mean he's not got passion. He loves, pa he loves football. He loves what he does. You know, and I think now, we've, now we've heard this, this interview... Obviously, I've only played clips from it. Obviously, like I say, you can go on to uh, uk and, and, and find the interview there, or it is on YouTube. We've got to now just get behind him and start believing in what he's doing at this club. I know at the moment everything's not rosy, you know, and it's a bit hit and miss and inconsistent, but there is reasons behind it, you know, and there is method to his madness, I suppose, if you like. And I, for one... I'm fully behind the manager. I've always been behind the manager. You know this, the guys who have listened to me. You know, but I, I just, I saw that the reason I did this podcast today, I suppose, was I think someone posted this, uh, the interview in in one of the Derby County groups on Facebook. And someone put, oh, well, you, you should have replaced the two players last season. That should have been the first thing you did. The the three players that obviously, you know, Wilson, Mount, Tamori. Well, how can you? How do you play, replace two in England internationals for one and then another one that's, you know, obviously Harry Wilson who's, who's gone to play on for Wales and, and, and play in the Premier League. You know, they're all three Premier League players now. They're all three Premier League starters. You know, all three of them played in the internationals. You know, obviously Harry Wilson, like I said, for Wales and then Tamori and Mount both played for England. How do you replace them with very little budget? It's virtually impossible. So let's get off your high horse a bit and let's get behind the, the manager, the coaching staff, the team, the club. You know, that's what we need to do now. It's, it's, it's not about where we are in the, in the table. It, now we've got no international breaks or anything until March and it's the busy period now. It's, it's, it's December, it's January, it's February. You know, we've got transfer windows, we've got all the games over Christmas. It's the busy time as a footballer. And it's the time now that is important, I guess. You know, we've had... He now knows, I guess, his, his, his squad, uh, you know, and his players, that, that who, he, you know, who he's got, what they, what they can offer. Unfortunately, he's had a few injuries. Again, he's been plagued again now. You know, he's got another decision to make at the weekend. Who does he play at centre-back? Now Matt Clark's injured. For me, I'd go with Andre Wisdom. 
I just, I just, I just don't want Bielik dropping into defence. I think we lose our shape and we lose our balance in midfield when Bielik's not there. We lose that threat from midfield. You know, we lose that. You know, with Evans in there. You know, Evans. I'm not knocking. He's a good player, but I just think we need Bielik in in defence. So either put Evans at centre back or put Wisdom at centre back. You know, we've not seen Wisdom at centre back. His favourite position since he's since he's been at Derby County on both occasions. So I'd like to see him there. But I think that was a, a, a really fantastic interview, very knowledgeable. You know, it's not something that you see many other clubs doing. You know, I've, you've got to give huge credit to Derby County, Rams, Diviano and Bradley for doing that, and Philip Cocker himself for doing that. Because he didn't have to, you know. How many times, how many seasons have we seen where managers have come out and said what the plan is, what the vision is? We don't, we just don't see it. We always hear about managers wanting to, you know, saying, oh, yeah, we're going to bring some academy players through, but they never do. If they're good enough, they'll play. But what about developing them so they can be good enough? And that's what Koku's looking at doing. You know, you look at the likes of, you know, I, I said Louis Sibley should be banging on his door the other day. I wrote an article on it. I did a podcast on it. Because I thought, yeah, maybe he should be banging at his door. But obviously, he knows better than me. You know, all I, all I see is what I see in the under-23s. But he obviously sees them every day, and he'll know when he's ready to come in this team. You know, we all we all think we know which players should come from the academy into the first team. You know, we all thought Luke Thomas was was we we were daft for letting him go to Barnsley. He's not really done much since he's gone there this season. Just saying, you know. So our coaches, our managers know more than we do. We might think we know more. We we know as fans, we love to, you know, we're, we're great at being armchair managers. We know exactly what team to put out, what tactics to play. We know that as fans, of course we do. But on the real, no. They do. The managers do. Koku does. And I'm fully, fully behind Koku, Tuan, Liam Senior, you know, I'm fully behind them all to get Derby County into the Premier League. And like I said, if it's not this season, it's going to be out in the next in the next two. I, I can feel it. We will get out of this league shortly. So on that then, that's the, that's the end of this podcast. It was a bit different today. Uh, it's not something I've actually done before. But I hope you enjoyed it. Um... And I hope it gives you a bit of an insight of what's going on at the club. Like I said, I know a lot of you have probably seen, uh, heard the interview and or seen the interview on, 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 on social media. But I just wanted to give a few thoughts on it. And just, just for those that maybe have not seen it, just, just to give my opinion on it. And just, just to give you the chance to hear some bits of it if you've not heard it. Because I know not all of us like sitting for 20 minutes listening to to things or, or watching videos, sorry. Um, so I just thought I'd, I'd give, give a few clips of it and a few opinions on it so i I do hope you enjoy it uh as always guys thank you so much for listening thank you for those that have subscribed on youtube i've not done it as a youtube video today i I didn't think it had any value of doing that um but no yeah thank you so much for listening thank you for subscribing yeah thank you for constantly listening as well to my podcast it's it does like i said it means a lot um, so Preston tomorrow on Saturday. I'm hope, I'm, I think it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. They're flying high. We're good at home, so it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be like a one 0 win, perhaps to Derby. We'll soon see. But as always, guys, I shall see you next time. Thank you very much, and come on, Derby.